<laughs> it is October. <laughs> Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you go to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of our back episodes. Engage with us on social media. Pretty please with sugar on top. We would love to hear from you. At symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Iker Larson. Make sure you go on Apple Podcasts and give us a great review. And as always, I forgot the last thing. Subscribe, subscribe to us. Subscribe you get to your us. I, I think I said that before. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, you don't even <laughs> listen to the opening I, I anymore. Was, no, I know what I was typing up. Like, oh, that's her name. Type, type, type. So ah, for later. It. So I spaced out on what you said. Well, anyway, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming back. And we've got a lot to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. But before we jump into it, mm-hmm. holy shit, is Squid Game good? I told you. Oh my god! Yeah. So anybody that knows this show knows that you know Patty is way more into Korean shows than I am. But I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna do this Squid Game thing. Holy shit, is that addictive? It is. Oh my god. It's a really good show. I bought I think two days I watched it. Oh. Well, and I'm and I watched the complete first episode and I was floored. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching the second episode, which you can instantly do. You are gonna be so hungry for this show. Yeah. Every episode. But I stopped because I, I have to bring Laura on to this. Oh, yes. She probably will like it, I think. I think she would. Yeah. So so I watched the first episode and I stopped halfway through the second because I if I get any deeper into it, oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna want to stop and I and I have to stop. But if you haven't checked out Squid Game, check out Squid Game. Yes, it may be Korean, but it is dubbed into English for you guys. Yes. It is absolutely dubbed into English. Or you can read the subtitles. That's up to you. Yeah. It, many, 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 many uh, um, language choices to choose from. Mm-hmm. Except it's not audio described. I did mm-hmm. check that out. But any mm-hmm. Anyway, Squid Game, awesome. All right. So thank All you right. very much for that. You were right. Of course. Anytime. <laughs> All right. So what do you want to start with today? I will start with La Brea. <gasps> you. I actually watched it. Oh, I almost watched it. I actually, Dwight really wanted to see it. So I'm like, all right, we'll watch it. Oh, all right. I admit I almost watched it too. What'd you think? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll give it another episode, but. <sighs> I don't know. So tell me this, though. Why are you automatic? Okay. If you could see her face, people, I swear (laughs) to God, when I said, so what did you think? And she just, and she kind of closes her eyes and squints a little bit in that, 
Oh, how do I tell this person that they have a nice personality? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's really a good description of my feeling towards the show. It's um, why is that? Well, you you know, going into it, you're going to be like suspension of disbelief because the whole premise of the show is just like this would never really happen. But then they expect me to suspend my disbelief on like the actual characters and some of their actions and stuff. Well, one character in particular, really. Uh, yeah, he, I don't, I don't care if I give shit away. He's a fighter pilot who has been uh, removed from duty because <laughs> you he said has, duty. yeah, because <laughs> he's been having these weird visions, and these weird visions are. Um, you know, the, the sinkhole opens and people fall in and they end up on another side of the sinkhole while his visions are the other side of the sinkhole. Okay. So he sees the vision of a drone crashing on the other side of the sinkhole. He doesn't know it's the other side of the sinkhole yet. And he seems to be under the impression that he could just walk up to the military tent near this enormous, massive sinkhole and just have them let him help them? I, uh... Well, I know you sent in a drone. The number is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And they're like, oh, how does he know that? And I, I was just like, really? Really? They just bring him in like that? I don't know if I buy it. And there's no way in God's green earth that that, there's that, no that would way be allowed to happen. that close to that shit, you yeah. know? He wouldn't even be that close. And the the perimeter they set up around this sinkhole that you could they have like you can see rocks still falling is so fucking close to the edge. I'm like, no, they wouldn't do that. They would have everybody so far away from the emergency vehicles, much less everything so far away from the edge. Like they wouldn't be in downtown LA they'd be in like San Francisco is the closest you could get to this you know I mean it would oh jeez oh jeez oh jeez <laughs> so I find with these shows and it, and it's across the board not just with this piece of shit but with other pieces of shit that if you're going to ask me to suspend disbelief there has to be some root in the reality of what would happen given the extraordinary situation Exactly. This this sinkhole would have been blocked off for an entire state. Uh, I mean, yeah, they would have restricted airspace. They would have, you know, everybody would have been told to get the fuck out of of California. It's California, right? Yeah, yeah it's in LA. Okay. Yeah, um, everybody would have been told to go. It would have been illegal to even be there. You know, yeah. So, so people just walking right up to the fucker just yeah 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 and i almost watched it (laughs) just because it's new yeah it's new it's something new it's on broadcast tv whoa let's give that a try maybe no that was a bad idea yeah (laughs) yeah well thank you for saving me from that bullet yeah labria is not good (laughs) it's not it's not good at all just don't even don't even waste your time all right. Yeah, it's not worth <laughs> the film it was 
printed on? I don't, I don't know. You mean the digital camera card or that whatever. they purchased to record yeah, it? You're, yeah. you're so cute. Film. It's not, it, I'm just trying to find a, a good way to say it's not worth whatever it is that it's on, but it's not on anything, I guess. It's digital. So it's not worth the bytes that it is taking up. Oh, look at Let's you all 21st right. century. Yeah. But here's what I don't get. This stuff still gets greenlit. And I, and I know in my head that it's lowest common denominator entertainment. It's escapist. You know, it, it's, it's stuff that'll get you through the winter, blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But in my heart, I'm like, come on, you can do better. You can do so much better. Right yeah. now, you're a C minus student. You can be an A if you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. And I just described myself in grammar school. So thank you very much. <laughs> all right. So the first thing that I've got, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of half and half, if you will. Mm. So I went to Disney Plus. Because I was in quite the Star Wars mood. So shout out to Terry, shout out to Rose, and of course, shout out to Laura. Uh, we did Star Wars trivia last night at a local Ooh. bar. Okay. And it and the bar is called Eight and Sand, too. Shout out to them because they were awesome. And, and the guy who did the little quizzo thing was, was amazing. I've done his little quiz things before. But he stuck to only the movies, which I appreciated so much. And I completely shit the bed on the sequel trilogy, like Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, and all that stuff. I shit the bed. But everything else, even the prequels, I got all the questions right. Okay. <laughs> and I thought, all right, we're going to win this. We came in third. What? We came in third out of 26 teams, Patty. Oh, well, okay. 26 teams. Cool. Out of all 26 right. teams. So anyway, so that got me in a very Star Wars mood ramping up to this. So mm -hmm. I watched on Disney Plus Star Wars Visions. Ah, I've heard of this. It is stories set in the Star Wars universe, but they are done in Japanese anime style. They fucking rock. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good to know. Okay. So good. And, and... And I caught the first two episodes, and there are nine episodes total. They are all less than 20 minutes. I, I think the longest one might be 17 minutes. But if you really want to see just visually interesting ways to tell Star Wars, like the first, the very first episode is very much drawn like Akira Kurosawa's uh, The Seven Samurai. Hmm. Which Star Wars is actually based yes, on. Yes, yes. Uh, and the second episode is just a very fun episode, a sidebar episode that kind of features Jabba the Hutt, but doesn't. It's about a band. It's it's <laughs> actually, I'll tell you what, if you want some fresh Star Wars, no pun intended, visions, watch Ooh. Star Wars Visions. It's very good. You know, in less than two hours, you will blow through all of these. And I, I think you'll have some fun. Cool. All right. But the other side of that coin, mm -hmm. not so good. Mm. And and that's called Star Wars Galaxy of Sounds. 
Okay. It it literally okay. So there are seven episodes of that. Each episode is less than ten minutes long, and it is only the audio, special effects sounds from all the different movies and TV shows. And how have they made this into a thing to watch? I don't know. I honestly think that the people at Lucasfilm work Monday through Friday at about noon. At about one, after they come back for lunch, they all get baked. They all sit around, eat pretzels, and think, all right, what else can we do? And they came up with this. <laughs> and because somebody said, dude, I... I I'm into ASMR now. What can we do with that? <laughs> and so they just take all these clips. What makes it bad is they take clips from the different movies and the shows. No dialogue whatsoever. It's only the sound effects. So you might get a droid. You'll get a spaceship. You'll get a battle. You'll get an animal. You'll get something. And just when they're about to talk, they cut away to something else. And it's weird. It's just not good. Yeah, it and doesn't I, sound like anything I want to even look at. Or like, I see if I want to look at even. I thought it would be episodes that are kind of like sleep stories or ASMR or something like that, where you turn it on and it's kind of this white noise of of like, <laughs> yeah, Star Wars inspired <laughs> sound effects, but it kind of calms you down and it's something you're not familiar with and all that. No, not at all. So while visions is definitely worth your time, galaxy of sounds is definitely not worth your time. All right. Good to know. All right. All right. What do you got next? The next thing is the brand new show. The problem with John Stewart. Oh, it's yeah. on Apple TV plus it's, the daily show but one topic for like an hour and it's more downer than like newsy mm. you know like the daily show he was sitting at the desk and it was like news like but this is not that exactly um, he does kind of sit at a desk, but it's not like he's going through the day's headlines. He's just talking about one topic. Mm-hmm. And then they he had like a guest panel of people. And then he talked to some lawmaker person. It's There's a little bit of funny, but it's not funny. So it's kind of like Bill Maher's <laughs> show. I don't know because I've never watched his show. Uh, I used so to this, watch his this show. This show anyway. is about this particular. The first episode is about um, uh, veterans who have gotten cancer because while they were stationed in Afghanistan, Iraq, they were next to a burn pit, and the toxic fumes coming from that burn pit. It may not have hurt them at that exact moment but it is known and the government knows this and the gov- the military knows this there's there are memos about how this is poisonous to pe- people you will get cancer from being near this 
And yet when they get home, the veterans get home, then they start to get the symptoms. And even the ones who went to the VA, like the VA, the doctors there, they didn't, even though they know these are symptoms to what this is, they did ignored those symptoms and didn't run the right tests to catch it in time. So there are plenty of soldiers who are sick, who are who have died from this. And so he's talking to those soldiers and their families. And there's like the panel of them talking about all of this. And he talks about, he just tells you exactly what burn pits are and what's done there. And then he talks to some government official about why is this still going on? Why are you still doing this when you know it shouldn't be happening? Like you shouldn't be doing these burn pits at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a heavy downer show. So he talks about the problem. It's one problem for the whole episode. And yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a downer. Well, Bill Maher's show is like that, too. I stopped watching him because I, I, I got over his uh, effete snobbery. Hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of um but back in the day i used to watch him all the time one because i agreed with him for the most part and two similar show you know they tackle a topic in not an entertaining way that's the wrong word but infused with just enough of his humor to bring you along and keep you there and talk to all these people kind of surrounding him and all that Mm -hmm. but then yeah i wow Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, the commercial makes it look like it's going to be a hoot nanny. This episode was not a hoot nanny. There is nothing to hoot or nanny at at all. Wow. In this episode. <laughs> oh my god. This okay. episode was like f- just made me angry the whole time. Like fucking assholes. Fucking okay. Blah, fucking government treating our people. Blah, blah, you know. <laughs> but the question. <laughs> but the question is, as always on this show, would you recommend somebody watch it? If you are into that kind of stuff, sure. But I, that was a downer. I don't, I don't want to be angry anymore. I'm tired of being angry all the time. Oh, amen to that. And he, he didn't have enough humor in it. You know, John Stewart's cool, and I love John, not John, yeah, and I love John Stewart. But like, um, I would rather watch John Oliver because. He's got more humor in there, and then he ends on more of a humorousy thing. John Stewart's ending to this episode was wasn't particularly funny. Yeah, John Oliver does it, I think, the best. Yeah, he, he's got m- way better peppered in funny bits, and then you know, he he has these different segments that just you know, the internet gets out of hand, and he ends up getting a waste filtration plant named after him (laughs) (laughs) you need that after that big heavy hour of anger you know yeah yeah and john stewart just he's too serious now i think that's the issue he's too serious i there's just such a part of me that feels extremely conflicted with needing to be happy but also knowing that I need to be informed about shit going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. 
But sometimes there's so much shit going on in the world that I don't know which topic to devote my anger to. So I feel angry all the time. (laughs) And I and I and I hate that feeling because I turn on the local news and I get so pissed off. There's so much gun violence going on everywhere. So much of it. And and just people being shitty, hit and runs and and kidnappings. And thank Christ, somebody finally woke the fuck up and decided to highlight people of color going missing. Jesus you know, fuck, right? After how many decades of all of this going on, because people of color also go missing. But it's also sad that anybody goes missing. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not taking that away from anybody. Nobody should go missing. And everybody responsible for anybody going missing should be gone to jail. Mm-hmm. But then after all of that, then I turn on the national news to make sure the world doesn't blow up. And I get so pissed off because. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I and I get so pissed off at politics and I get so pissed off at just the general world that I look for the human interest stories on CNN. Like the guy who in our local area here in and around Philly captured a fucking alligator in a garbage can. I saw that. That's badass, right? Man, I read Dwight's like, why is he? That's not what those garbage cans are for. I'm like, dude, it's an alligator. They're for whatever you need it to be for at that point. That dude caught a fucking alligator. Fucking alligator. And then there's this picture of Mick Jagger after a concert in South Carolina, went to a local dive bar, got a beer, and nobody recognized him. Who would? I would, I, I don't expect. To run into anybody famous at you know the bar I hang out at every day, you know? but it happened after a show, and the people to the right in the picture went to the concert. <laughs> they shelled out, according to oh this God, this article terrible. on on CNN, four hundred bucks a ticket. Fuck. And these days, that's not even like front row people, which fucking sucks. But we won't even get into that. But they shelled out $400 a piece, and the guy that they went to go see was standing 10 feet over there having a beer. That's funny. I look for that kind of stuff now. Mm -hmm. Or like the guy in whatever country that was who joined the search party that was looking for him. (laughs) Yes. I read that after you forwarded it. That's fucking hysterical. hysterical. Oh my God. So anyway, Anyway. I I am glad for people like John Oliver to tell us what's going on, but in a humorous way to inform us, but also not make us have to go to therapy afterward. I don't know that I need to, Go to a streaming platform specifically to watch something that's going to to make me angry and depressed by choice. And I will say this, and then we'll kind of leave this guy for a yeah, while. Yeah. Because the commercial makes it look like it's going to be funny because Maybe it's Jon Stewart. Another episode will be. I don't, This one wasn't funny. Right. So people, you have been warned, I guess, that... It, it's going to be a different John Stewart than you're used to, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. All right. So the next thing I watched is something that you watched that made me watch it. Mm-hmm. Britney versus Spears. Oh, yeah. 
and and just because the whole Britney saga has been back in the news ever since that New York Times show yeah, that one. aired. Mm-hmm. When was it last year already? No, it wasn't last year. It was earlier this year, I think. Was it? The New York Times? Yeah, I guess well, it was. Because that uh, hearing where she actually spoke out came out. That happened after that documentary yeah, yeah, series yeah. came out, whatever that was. Yeah. So the I New watched York Times it. One, yeah. And I and I and it's one of those shows that I have to review in one of in two different ways. Mm-hmm. One, I found the New York Times one, and I forgot exactly what that one was called. I can't remember it's called either. Yeah, was a little bit um, just edited better, just a little bit more flowy. It yeah, it, it didn't seem to slog through. At one point, I paused it, and this and this movie is actually only like an hour and a half, people, which mm-hmm. is another reason I devoted some brain space to it. But after half an hour, I felt like I was watching the fucking thing for an hour and a half already. And two, I have to review it like it almost didn't add anything else for me. Yes, it's fucked up, but it's it's almost like this is the stuff they cut out of the other special, and they made a movie out of that. Just a little bit more of the minutia of the the same people that we've seen, like her personal assistant and friend. I mean, they got a little bit more into the guys that got closer to her during this mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. Um, but it it just makes me glad that it's moving in the right direction. Yeah. For yeah. Her. Yeah. Yeah. The the New York Times one is is slicker, cleaner because it's the New York Times and they are there to do news. While this is a documentary filmmaker, I don't know if how many she's made in the past. Mm-hmm. Shame on me for not doing research, but mm. oh well. Um, so I she was I I feel like she was trying to just get as much information out as possible, and yes, that makes it feel a little sloggy. The yeah. one piece that she had that I didn't hear anywhere else was that geriatric uh psychiatrist that retired guy who oh, was yeah, in some of the court yeah. documents talking about Britney's mental state and they managed to talk to him but he wasn't going to comment on anything i i i will not say if i've met Britney or not and blah 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 yeah very evasive mm-hmm. yeah e- well, extremely I mean, evasive yeah yeah and another thing that this and you and you're right now that now that we're on this tangent, the things that I did pick up on that I thought were really, really interesting. I thought that Britney Spears on How I Met Your Mother. I thought she was a revelation. I thought she was funny, pretty. She she could act. You know, I totally got into her little like few episodes story arc. But you would never know that that happened at the beginning of her hell. Hmm. Yeah. And and they made her work. Mm -hmm. And so all of this work, and I think we said it before when we reviewed the New York Times one, it is such a shame that she was made to do all of this for the benefit of other people. She had no control over her own career, body, anything. And so the things that we consumed, and I loved how I met your mother at the time, that all of this was victimizing her even more. 
Yeah. Well, and what they really got through is all of these psychiatric evaluations of her saying that she is not competent enough to pick her own lawyer. She can't be doing X, Y, Z with all this shit that they said she couldn't do. And yet at the same exact time, she is mentally fit enough to choreograph and rehearse and dance and take a world tour and do Vegas shows and albums and all of that stuff. Right. So how, so if she can't nonstop, but mentally she's not well enough to hire her own lawyer to do live her own life to to still perform yeah to still perform but she can't control her own life and they even say in the special that the only time that she felt like she could talk was when she was on stage yeah and then they showed some clips of her gabbing away on stage gabbing away because that was her only exposure to other people and how fucking sad is that well, and the sad thing where they had to drive her out into the farmland USA, bring her, they had to haul her car out there. It's like a giant fucking production to let her drive her car, a convertible, her car around, I don't know, a farm. Yeah. Just for, for like a, half an a, hour, a half an, an hour. hour or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just so that she could just drive around and feel free. Now, I, w- I will say this when it finally ended. And again, still feeling a little sloggy. It is extremely recent in terms yeah. of events that are going on. So when the, when this movie finally wraps, it's it's got almost up to date information about this whole case. Yeah, it doesn't so, have the latest thing that happened this past week. Right. That's that's so, the only thing that it's missing. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that it's missing. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a little bit more of a deep dive into the Britney Spears case, check Britney versus Spears. It's, it's, it's a documentary worth your time. And that one's on Netflix. And that's on Netflix. The New York times one is on Hulu. All right. What else you got? The next thing you have is also on Apple TV plus. This is into its second season. It is called truth be told. And it's starring Octavia Spencer. Oh, it's I a like series her. where she's one of those um, crime podcast people. And she's okay. investigating this crime going around and causing trouble. She's like murder. She wrote, but she spoke because she's a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I, uh, it's really good. I remember watching the first season and it feels like ages and ages and decades ago that I watched that first season. So none of that is fresh in my head. But the new season's out and Dwight absolutely loves this show and wants to watch it. So I had it on. Kate Hudson is in this new season as uh, she runs a shelter and does like motivational speaking. Kate Hudson's character. And they, her and Octavia Spencer's character were, were child, like, like they were friends when they were little kids back in okay. the day. And mysterious things are going on around Kate Hudson and her shelter and her motivational speaking facade. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. And Octavia's getting into trouble, and she's getting other people into trouble, but she's already in trouble from last season. It's just so much going on. It's really good, and I think you should watch it. And what's it called again? It is called Truth Be Told. So is, is it like only murders in the building? No, Murders in the Building seems more comical. This is more serious and dramatic. Okay, okay. And it's on which station again? Apple it's TV on Plus? Apple TV Plus. Cool. Yeah, it, there's nothing There's nothing comical about this at all. Not comical okay. in any way. This is awesome. very dramatic, very serious. Serious mystery, serious murderiness and investigatory things. It's not meant to be funny. Okay. Well, the last thing I got is the brand new, brand spanking new. As a matter of fact, I just got done watching it two hours ago. Mm -hmm. The Many Saints of Newark. Mm. The new HBO Max slash theatrical release, which is the prequel to The Sopranos TV show. Now, shout out to David. What's up, David? You, David. David is the one who motivated me to watch this one because okay. he is a devotee of The Sopranos. Okay. I have never seen an episode of The Sopranos. I've seen a few, but I wasn't like totally into it. Okay. I watched a little bit here and there. I did for the longest time. I didn't have HBO in order to watch any of it. Mm -hmm. Somebody get, told me that I should watch it and I would love it and gave me some of the DVDs to watch. And I did, and I was like, yeah, it's a gangster show. Sure, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. his review was he loved it, definitely had some holes, and should have been a miniseries instead of a movie. Mm. I'm like, all right. Okay. So let me watch this thing. So Laura and I checked this thing out tonight. Mm -hmm. And neither she nor I, employing proper English, mm -hmm. uh, had seen an episode of The Sopranos. Okay. And I wanted to look at her to say, and I did say to her, who is that again? Who is that? Because the, <laughs> and I know it's this way for every fucking prequel there is. Better Call Saul, Star Wars episodes one through shit, you know, all of these, all of these <laughs> things where you, it behooves you to have seen the, the, the original source material. So it kind of, brings you in on the joke or the the visual aid or whatever so we're looking at all these characters going that's got to be somebody from the show they you know there's that prop is not there just for this you know yeah yeah so we're watching it and there there's stuff going on because a young tony soprano is at a crossroads in his life he wants to go to college and play football and go on the straight and narrow path. But he is involved, and one of his mentors is an uncle who is a, a high-up guy in a crime family in New York. But he and, and this guy get along famously. You know, and the guy is taking Tony under his wing and they get, you know, he takes him places. He's he's like a de facto father. So I'm not going to give it away because the show already does. That. 
<laughs> yeah, Tony, yeah, all right. Know what's going all right. On, I, so, I realized yeah. I sounded stupid and shitty when I said <laughs> that, but <laughs> so you you know the path that Tony Soprano is eventually going to go down. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I found interesting about this movie is that the movie itself, while Tony Soprano is there, it's really about the conflict with this guy and a an up-and-coming black gangster played by Leslie Odom Jr. And it's about the numbers racket in that particular area that the crime family controls, that Leslie Odom Jr. is one of the runners for. That's where it got really interesting to me because that seemed fresh. Whereas I didn't, you know, I needed to know what the visual cues were for this character and that character and who these other characters are and all that other sort of stuff. So would I agree with David's assessment that it has holes? Absolutely. I absolutely would. There, There are some things that need to be cleaned up. And this one stupid thing, which I've got to talk to him about, happened in the movie, which caused a death. And it's stupid. Um. Should it have been a miniseries? I don't know, because there were times that it felt a little long. Not bad, but, you know, long enough that I think a movie sufficed. But you definitely are going to get way more out of this if you have already seen The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. To know these characters based on their mannerisms and, and how they're dressed and all that. Pretty cool seeing the 60s and the 70s portrayed that way. They did a really good set job. I have a feeling that that set decoration and all that other sort of shit is going to get nominated for possibly Oscars for that. Because hmm. it's okay. it's really well done and it's shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard that uh, James Gandolfini's son plays Tony Soprano in this. Yes. Yes, he okay. does. And and that which has got to be incredibly hard for that kid. But, you know, playing his dad and his dad is no longer with us and playing the character that really made his father famous. Mm -hmm. But when he finally takes over the role, you see Tony Soprano at two different ages. One, he's about 10 or so. And the other one is where he's kind of like this high school junior or senior. Okay. And that's when Gandolfini's son takes over. Uh, He doesn't do a whole lot. Really? I, I and and I don't know how else to describe it. He's there, but he's more affected by the action than is affecting the action. Okay. Hmm. So, but the end of it, the exact end shot followed by the theme for the Sopranos is a perfect 1 minute of film. Oh. That was done so well that I that I got chills for it. I was like, damn, that was that's a good segue into the TV show. Hmm. But anyway, it's called The Many Saints of Newark. And it's on HBO Max until Halloween. And then it kind of goes away and then you can rent it and it goes into the normal video window. Okay. But if you have HBO Max check it out it's a perfect hbo max movie by the way okay i don't think you need to see it on a big screen so finally is my queen show and uh, yes it is yeah. a queen show yeah 
Yeah. This one is called Search WWW. Okay. Yeah. It's about uh, women who are working at two different, the two major search hubs in Korea, Unicon and Borrow. And it's a drama with a with some romance happening in there. And what I really like is these women, they're like the CEO, the director. They're like the head people of these tech companies. There, There is some animosity between them but also there's like the three of the three main female characters they're they're like longtime friends as well and mentors of each other which is really cool to see even with all the inner workings nastiness that happens and it's it's just good to see like strong female characters in something that that is like a businessy tech world thing because it's always like such a dude fest in any of these internet-y tech shows Mm -hmm. yeah and of course there's like government corruption stuff happening and family drama and then there's the romancy drama that always happens too but it's really good i if you want to see some really strong female leads which i feel like in american tv there aren't a whole hell of a lot of those yeah, yeah, true. That's this one, uh, uh, the Korean drama is really good for that, and these the actresses are amazing. They're some you know, they got the funny one, and then the two really serious ones. And, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really fun. It cool. was a really good show. There's 16 episodes. There, most of them are about an hour long. There's a couple that are like an hour and 10 to 20 minutes long. Oof. But it you get your money's worth, man. It's a big long drama that you could watch over several several days, which is what I did. I actually managed to just make this one stretch out instead of sitting down and watching it all at once. <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah, yeah. This one I found it on uh Vicky, the Vicky app. Um I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, if it was. And the theme song to this is really cool. It's really like damn good. Cool. Don't ask me who sings it or what it's called because I do not know. I'm hey, sorry, Patty. but it who sounded like it? a. And what's it? Called? I don't know. I don't know. It sounded. It sounds like that uh, Billy Eilish girl, but I'm certain it's not her. Okay. I'm certain it's not her, and it, and it is all in English too. The theme song. Neat. Yeah, but anyway, search www on the Vicky app. It's a good one. Y'all should be watching it. Straight up. Yes. That and Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game. Yes. Watch Squid Game too, because that's on Netflix. All right. Is that all you got? That's all my stuffs. Then I got news. News. So thanks as always to Dave. Hey, Dave again. So uh, the first thing. Because I want to take a sort of deeper dive into the second thing. Scar Joe settled with Disney. Did you read this? She did. I heard this. Yes. Now, you didn't hear how much she settled for, because I'm sure that those details are kept under wraps, right? I No, I didn't see anything that said how much. So if, you, if you've been keeping up with this, 
Scarlett Johansson sued Disney because they were they promised her a theatrical release for Black Widow, which would have given her more money because she had points and all that stuff. Well, by going straight to Disney Plus or by doing it day and date, they cut into that, which cut into her money. So she sued. They came back and said how insensitive she was that she was you know, okay. somehow, you know, being a COVID bitch and she really wasn't and blah, blah, blah. And Disney showed its horn, its devil horns there. Mm-hmm. And then things went silent for a little while when the news broke, whether it was yesterday or today, that she settled with Disney. Mm-hmm. She originally sued for $50 million. Okay. So that settlement, I'm assuming, had to be at least half that. At if least. not closer to that. If not yeah. closer to that. So yeah. way to go, Scar Joe. You stand your ground. not exactly that, because, you know, she totally could have gotten that. Well, and they I both released these and they both released these statements separately. But, oh, you know, I've loved working for Disney and creating these characters and I can't <laughs> wait to work with them again. And <laughs> Disney's <laughs> like, we, we value our partnership with Scarlett Johansson. And we can't wait. You know what? Suck a dick. <laughs> because you know their PR people wrote those. Yeah, yeah. Because and I'm sure, you know, it was bitter as shit. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, and and especially for a woman to take on one of the largest companies in the world. Yes. And effectively get a settlement for it. You fucking go, Scarlett Johansson. And she's the first one to go for a to do that for yeah. the internet releasing too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, dude didn't do that before her. She is the first one to be like, yo, fuck you all. No, uh-uh. Give me yeah. my money. Yeah. Give me my money. So it's going to be very interesting now to see how contracts are written, mm-hmm. you know, because they're talking about shortening the theatrical window for movies and, and all of it. I think it's now 45 days from theatrical release to home consumption going oh, wow. into next year. Mm-hmm. So what does that do for somebody's points on the back end? You know, mm-hmm. a watershed lawsuit was just Indeed. settled. Yeah. So we are going to be feeling the ripple effects of this forever. Anyway, <laughs> the thing I want to take a deep dive with you. Did you ever see Rocky Four? I honestly haven't seen any of the Rocky movies. What the fuck are you doing hosting a podcast about movies for and you haven't seen? All right, no, I'm, I'm just I've seen fucking with you because I haven't seen some shit. A whole shitload of other things. Man. I know. I know. I'm just giving you shit because I'm sure that you could come up and with some shit and go, what? Bill, give up your movie card now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the Rocky movies are really good even i i even found things to like about five but you know really really good the first one won the academy award for best picture uh sylvester stallone won for writing that film although he kind of stole the story about a boxer named chuck wepner but if you really want to look that up people it's called the internet his name was chuck wepner that's the inspiration for rocky but i digress First one and second one are kind of the same story. Rocky two picks up the night of the big fight in Rocky one. Rocky three is the one with Mr. T. Rocky four is the one with the Russian. 
Okay. Even Ivan Drago. Mm-hmm. So Sylvester Stallone released a statement that said they are doing a special ultimate director's cut of Rocky Four. How successful did Rocky f- was Rocky Four? Oh, amazingly. Okay. Absolutely amazingly, especially at the time. Oh yeah, by far. Okay, just checking. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. I I don't know. I don't know which ones are. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, Rocky Four was a crisp, crisp ninety minutes. Okay. Very crisp ninety minutes. They are going to add forty more minutes to it to make it two hours and ten minutes. And he's and Sylvester Stallone said that the boxing scenes and the drama are far more in depth. And there's a trailer out for this director's cut, which really does show additional footage and that the boxing scenes are far more, you know, bloody and and, yeah, they're more boxy. (laughs) He's going to be releasing this in theaters on for one day. (laughs) November the 11th and it's available for streaming rentals on November the 12th. Okay. I loved Rocky 4. I actually Mm -hmm. saw it twice on opening day. Oh, okay. And because I was sick that day and uh, to help myself feel better, I was feeling a little bit better. Took myself to the show which just happened to be right across the street from me in 1985 and met up with another guy who, who just happened to be off school that very same day because he was, he was far sicker than I was, but we ended up watching it twice together, which I thought was awesome. Uh, I loved Rocky four. I don't know if I need another 40 minutes of it. I'm intrigued, but Rocky four is such a good movie because in a crisp 90 minutes, you get a complete fucking movie. And it's badass. It's got one of the best movie soundtracks of the 80s. And and uh, I don't know how I feel about it. So I was hoping you had seen it. No, I, I never got into any Rocky of anything. I just not a boxing fan. Oh, okay. And I wasn't particularly a Sylvester Stallone fan either. Oh, you weren't? I mean, I don't hate him, but I mean, I'm just like... Oh. I, he was cool in Oscar. That was a fun movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. That was a fun movie. Yeah. Oh, God. We're not even talking. Oh, my I God. Know, Oscar. I know. <laughs> it took you minutes to remember what movie I'm talking about. Didn't oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, right. yeah, I, I love Mr. T because he was cool on A Team, but I didn't see that one either actually probably the most vicious of his competitors in the ring of a characterization mr Mm -hmm. t did a damn good job of showing an angry hungry fighter and the rocky movies are very good because there is a story arc in all of them the development of the rocky character going from a humble street guy to being rich and famous, to losing everything, to coming back and settling into life. It's actually a very good character study all over all of these movies. And Creed 2 mm-hmm. is is kind of a sequel to Rocky 4. Okay. 
because Apollo Creed's son, played by Michael B. Jordan, mm -hmm. fights the son of Ivan Drago. Ah. It's re oh, my God. Creed, the Creed movies are amazing. Anyway. So do, do us a favor, people. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on that Contact Us button, or engage us on your social media. We're actually on it all the time, sad to say. <laughs> at Pirate Alice, at Bill Ivory Larson, at The Watchlist Pod. First of all, have you seen the Rocky movies? Yes or no? Second question, which one is your favorite? Last question, do we need another 40 minutes of Rocky 4? Let us know. And would I you would be, go see that at the theater? Well, and if you go see it in the theater, there's supposed to be a, a, a sort of televised Q&A, behind oh. the scenes footage and all that other sort of stuff. So it's kind of an experience. Yeah. So after two hours and 10 minutes, you get to see another hour, oh I guess, of crap. Yeah. So buckle in, people. That's going to be a long night. Well, and November 11th, that is Veterans Day. So some people may have the day off. Yeah. Some may. I don't know how many, so, but uh, some. Yeah. I I mean, yes. I don't think the way to honor veterans would be to go see Rocky Four. Uh, but but you know, <laughs> there's that. I felt I needed to throw that out there. You know, it's Veterans Day. Do you wanna see more Rocky? Hmm? Uh... I just, I just don't know if there's a screaming need to see 40 more minutes of it. But any hoosie, let us know what you think. And that's all the news I've got this week. All right. Yeah. I don't got nothing. See, look at that. All, we, we had a jam-packed show today. We did. We had a jam-packed show today. And we're keeping it under an hour. And we're keeping it under an hour. And guess what we get to start reviewing now? Halloween what? stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got fun. their 30 days of Halloween or whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I'm really looking forward to in another week and a week and a half or so. Halloween Kills, even though it's gotten a ugh, not good review on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Well, but I really don't care. <laughs> uh, neither has Venom. And, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it rose over the week or, or like in the last day or so. Mm -hmm. But eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, eh. But I'm looking forward to seeing Halloween Kill, so I'm looking forward to some new stuff. Definitely looking forward to the original Halloween in 4K, which I Ooh. do on every Halloween. Mm -hmm. But any who's he, also log on to everything that I said before and tell us what's your favorite Halloween jam. Love to know that. Yeah. Because I might be coming up with a list oh. now that I sit here and think about it. Yeah, a list. I like me a list. All right. Well, anyway. Right. <laughs> See? Upbeat way to end the show. Indeed. Take, take that, John Stewart. <laughs> we can talk about serious yeah. stuff, too, but damn it, we entertain people. At least I hope so. All 22 of you, are you still there? Please yeah. stay with hey, us. Hey, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
Anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a fan of the show. We really appreciate that. And t- tell a friend about us um, because we we offer a no money back guarantee. But uh, no money down, hour, no money back. No money down, no money back. It's the Cut best podcast there is. It. That's right. <laughs> Cut an hour down by half. Take that half hour, multiply it by two. And there you go. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Cut it in half and double it. Yes. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye.